0: Today's episode is featuring Dennis Leadencloth. Now, he is the founder of RoboSculptor. It is bootstrapped, so there's an interesting story behind that. This is usually a cost-prohibitive technology, uh, everything that's gone into it. And you can hear sort of the iterations from being too large to, to too expensive to cutting that down and making it more accessible while still targeting some of the more affluent households. However, also looking at the industry in interesting ways in terms of addressing the labor shortage and things of that nature, this is truly an episode that will also capture what it means to be a leader of a small team, but a very capable team, and what it looks like when bootstrapping and things of that nature. I do believe you'll enjoy this episode thoroughly, and without further ado, here's Dennis, founder of RoboSculptor. Dennis, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here I love speaking to entrepreneurs all the time, no matter who it is, where they come from, what part of the world they're in, you know. Uh, But Dennis, it really is a pleasure to have you here. I'd like to start off by asking you, you know, I was looking at some notes and I learned that you grew up between the border of Poland and Belarus, and uh, you would observe people and making money moving from the East to the West and this and that. Is that sort of what sparked your interest in entrepreneurship around that time?
1: Yeah, that's true, Philip. Uh, I grew up uh, on the border between Belarus and uh, Poland, and uh, I learned uh, my Polish, uh, which I speak actually basic, uh, from cartoons. It's uh, uh, it's uncommon for people uh, to learn languages like that, so it's kind of built bilingual, uh, but uh, I, I can remember watching uh, the Smurfs from, from my cradle, you know, so was when I was... <laughs> war or something and uh, uh entrepreneurship started be- uh, between uh, different countries and people from the west came to the east uh bringing some new goods uh and uh with uh, uh big trucks and they were entrepreneurs uh and they were uh, making uh, like big money another thing i, re- I can remember um, in trade uh, um, yesterday uh, i met a a, a boy who uh, suggested to buy uh, um, flowers so uh, he was like around five years old and remember i uh, recall when my grandma and me uh we came to to the market uh, to sell apricots in in buckets uh that were grown up on her in her garden and i think that's uh, an experience when uh, children learn how to trade and uh, that made me think that. Uh, that meant influence on in my, uh, on my personality as well.
0: So, yeah, no, those those moments can be life shaping, hundred uh, percent. I'm glad that you brought that up, and I can't imagine what it felt like to be full circle, where now you're in the marketplace and you see a kid selling, and you're like, "Oh, sure, here, here, I'll buy some flowers or what have you," and have them feel that success and that feeling. And how that shapes their mind for the future. Um, yeah, with... they
1: evolve in there in, in, into the economy, right?
0: Yes, exactly. And so I think uh, this is a perfect time now to sort of bring people up to speed with where you are now. Um, I, I have in my notes and in my research here that you've actually, while you've been in business for a very long time, your current venture is actually RoboSculptor right? Now, uh, with that said, what sort of led you into this market? Because I know that you're an inventor and that was sort of always been your interest. You've always built things. In my notes, I know that you uh, had a little carpenter group back in the day when you were a kid and we'll get into that some more, but I want to stay in the present for a second and sort of explore RoboSculptor and what was the genesis? What was the beginning of that idea?
1: Uh, 20 years back, uh, I started my business uh, around 20 years back and in uh, leasing uh, uh, beauty equipment, which was tanning equipment actually, Uh, then uh, I I brought uh, some cosmetic uh, uh, body contouring devices uh, into the market. And then uh, I got the experience what fits to the market better than the current uh, market offer. And uh, we started to make uh, our own brand uh that's where experience came from uh and uh, three years back uh looking for a distributor i came to new york and uh, uh, a company ceo uh who i was talking to was like wow the the, the device is good it's pretty effective but but uh it still uh, requires people to work on it and workforce workforce labor cost uh, in U.S. is an expensive thing in order to make a, a proper treatment you need a proper specialist. Um, proper specialist doesn't work for free and it is quite expensive to uh, to, 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 uh, to find such a specialist. It's quite hard thing to do and uh, why don't you invent a device that doesn't require uh, a, a, doesn't require a therapist or is more independent from uh, people because it's like uh, a hard thing to do physically as well. So uh, doctors can make their uh, work, uh, can specialize when they're, uh, they're more experienced in uh, like, uh, I don't know, uh, detecting uh, right uh, uh, disease or uh, uh, invasive treatment or something, laser treatment. It's, uh, uh, it, it, it requires experience more than uh, body therapy as well body therapy is very effective uh, means of uh, for well-being or uh, for being fit so somebody needs to do that job and that made me think why don't we bring a robot into the technology and collaborative robotics uh, at that time was uh, also in a certain level of uh its development And we see the trend that the robotic components go down, uh, the costs of robotic components go down and the workforce shortage rises and uh, the demand and people of the therapists, for the therapists in all uh, industries, uh, we see a a lack of specialists. And here is a gap where a technology can uh, make profit on, uh, make profit from. Um, that's that the main idea beyond behind the, 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 our project robot
0: cult. Yeah, I think it's fascinating that the cost prohibitive functions of the original concept were what shaped ultimately how you brought in a technology like robotics into it. It's a really fascinating decision to make as an entrepreneur because. You're faced with certain labor costs and certain labor markets. And you said, okay, if this is going to be the biggest obstacle, is there a solution? And robotics came came into the picture. Now, that is a current technology that continues to evolve at rapid paces along with large language models, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really fascinating that you've developed a technology that is of this time right now, and taps into lifestyle culture because you're right 100% of the people are trying to look better feel better you know all of those things so it's a it's a really interesting thing and i want to get more into like how you balance between your original vision and adapting to feedback have you had any feedback from the marketplace yet
1: uh yeah true we have uh we have had some uh, feedback uh, which we got from exhibition from trade fairs we took part already at and the feedback is so is it safe so uh uh two years back uh last year we took part in jitex uh, in dubai and we haven't got that question already so at first people were int- were uh, curious about robotics and um uh, little skeptic uh, is it safe is it secure what is going to happen if i experience that and after that ai hype comes and uh, it becomes more uh, more common, more vision, uh, more um, um, people see uh, robots here and there and everywhere in our houses already. So they know how, what what is the behavior of robotics is that the uh, law number one, that the robot needs to be safe uh, uh, with a human and uh, uh, such skeptic question we, we, we still get, but we work on that. Uh, we cover that with security system, with a uh, triple security system uh, with safety button and joysticks that you can operate. Uh, you can decrease the pressure of a uh, pressure sensor. That's the first point. But the second point is uh, people see uh, that the device is pretty big uh, and it's pretty expensive. Uh, it means that every technology, every robotic technology, which uh, every process that will be automated, it will, it, it requires a long R&D process much, much longer than the one with software. And sometimes it requires it's most, uh, it requires uh, investment and it requires also more space, uh, the processes, uh, the robots needs uh, their eyes, which detect the situation and uh, the system in robotics operates accordingly the changing environment so that makes a robot uh, that's makes uh, that's uh, makes an automation a mechanism a robot uh, the, the, the the it corresponds <laughs> with the reality and uh, acts accordingly uh, so it's quite our device uh, was quite uh, big quite large so we decreased in our second version uh, a part of it now it's 30% more cost more space, space saving. Uh, that's the one. Yeah, that's basically, and it's, it's pretty ex- expensive. So uh, the target price is going to be so we envision from 100 to $200,000, which is quite a big amount for to, to decide for. But if we see for the economy, uh, it is gonna, we will see a payback according to our business model. After Uh, 10-12 months of operation. And of course, it's going to be effective uh, for such such companies who already do a consistent uh, client stream because it's an automation. uh, It's economically beneficial only if you already have your processes with uh, uh, current processes and uh, client uh, stream already done so it's an improvement it's another stage for uh for uh, for industry industry for zero
0: <laughs> right no yeah i think uh, i think it's interesting uh, now i understand a little bit more this is a business to business uh purchase right so the businesses who are already running something or the body sculpting can now uh take a look at the way they're managing their labor and their costs and invest in a technology like this to to automate and offset some of that, and to essentially test whether or not this is the future of the market, is that correct?
1: Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but it can be uh, very interesting, and uh, uh, we see the interesting market uh, where there was no, no, no market before. Uh, some people, uh, so everybody, I, I think everybody likes body therapy, body massage, but not everybody goes to take a treatment. And one of the concerns is the privacy. Actually, Uh, some people do not want to be touched by a stranger. And the robot may can make a pretty effective professional level body treatment with no body uh, with no human interaction. I mean, uh, it's uh, hygienic, it's uh, uh, keeps your privacy. Uh, It can be uh, quite attractive in uh, in arabic countries where privacy and uh, uh, gender privacy is uh, an essential thing of, uh, of of the behavior behavior and of the culture and uh, uh, it such a, such a device can also be used in wealthy houses for uh, private use
0: yeah, you're right. And in that market, there's definitely a consumer interest. And I can definitely see that selling. And that's an interesting and niche market, which is good because. That means they're early adopters. I'm not sure if you've come across the book, Crossing the Chasm, but I think that is a that is a perfect place to begin the marketing and the initiatives of stepping into the market there. And we can get into that later. Uh, I'm actually fascinated by the fact that you've done this. Now, have you bootstrapped this or did you seek out investment for this? Because if you did, I'd love if you could share some advice to anyone who's considering stepping into robotics in general and what it looks like raising capital for something like that.
1: Uh, yeah we are bootstrapping for the moment wow uh, and we see a lot of uh, uh hurdles uh, for uh in fundraising why fundraising actually uh, because we are uh, self-funded and uh, we have a certain economy uh, but uh funding uh, from the first uh, at first gives you more uh, security uh more chances to survive and move and, and and accelerate actually to hire a proper team, a more professional team that uh, you can uh, you can use you can do with uh, your own funds. Uh, hardware uh, requires more investment than uh, software uh, because it's not only uh, development stage and people; it's also hardware acquisition and parts acquisition, and it's more longer iterationally. It's more longer process. Of every iteration is is longer. Uh, but funds give you more chances to to go to multiple markets at the same time, uh, and we have experienced the uh, a trend uh, that not every fund or not every investment is aware how to invest in hardware projects because hardware projects they develop. Uh, to go on their own pathway, so it's a different uh, track, uh, and it it needs to be a proper investment who understands how to invest in deep tech, in, in and in robotics, and I think the next trend after AI is robotics, because actually robotics plus AI uh, is a very uh, perspective uh, junction, so a connection. Uh, so uh, it it makes uh, it automates the process uh, how how machines can see actually uh, you don't need to build a a proper program you just can launch uh, uh, artificial intelligence uh, onto some with a certain task. And connect it in a, uh, with 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 a robotic uh, machine, and create a proper uh, structure, mechanical structure, in order to uh, to gather crop, uh, or uh, like to, uh, I think the robotics in 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 uh, in harvesting is very 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 good thing to do. So,
0: yeah, no, uh, I I can see that. There's definitely. Uh the next steps in the evolution of where investment is going is definitely going to be in something like vision AI and how it runs through an API into a robotics structure and what that looks like out in the world in real time. I I am definitely excited to see that. And I see now where your vision is and how far ahead you're looking into your process. And the fact that you've bootstrapped this is incredible. I can only imagine. I mean, you think of making a you know a a new energy drink or something a consumer product and the warehousing the overhead costs are insane so when you bring robotics into that you're almost like tesla in the sense that you have this manufacturing side and this process and you know there's there's a lot of machinery involved and and then warehousing all that so i can only imagine what your operation looks like and as a solopreneur right now doing a lot of that bootstrapping it is intense, man. You have you have my respect. I can only imagine the amount of pressure you feel on a regular basis with that kind of runway, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah, thanks, Philip. But uh, having a right team is uh, a big part of it. Uh, so it, uh, it's not me who makes it. It's uh, actually definitely the team that is supporting and that is uh, uh, going uh, common uh, the, the same way and uh, supporting each other. It's a very important thing. Uh, to, to 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 live together, and uh, so my job is to create an, a right atmosphere, a right connection between people. We have uh, uh, in our team uh, many people that uh, used to work in uh, in big. Uh, uh enterprises and they got burned out uh, by those enterprises because you go to work all, all the day and then you do somebody other's job and uh you go to your boss and the boss said i no, i don't want to make it other way and you go another, another and we are like homemade con uh, homemade company and it's uh uh and you get uh quite quite uh uh quite professional educated people uh, yeah. uh better for for better conditions than you can get in the market uh because uh they're it's a cozy it's a cozy company you know uh and uh, uh coming going forward with uh your previous uh, words uh, everything that could be uh can be automated will be automated in the future is definitely the trend Uh, but the hurdle uh, in robotics is that every task is very narrow and automation of every single task uh, will require a lot of human human power and a lot of efforts so it needs to be economically proven that this certain task will uh, have uh, economic potential to be automatized
0: automated sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I I love that you brought up how important you see uh workplace culture and the fact that you've been fortunate like you said to have a solid team that was simply burnt out everywhere else and it sounds like they're very happy to be working on something number one that is cutting edge technology but also important for the future of everything that we're doing. I can only imagine the sense of purpose and mission you all have as a team. Uh for me that's exciting. I wonder how you how you view marketing and communications and social media as a team like that, because that has to be incredibly important to what you're doing in order to help people understand what it is you're working on. Uh,
1: uh, social media is something that has uh, broken uh, for the moment in our company. So we're improving it because uh, uh, you need to communicate uh, with the public and bring PR uh at every day every second that you have uh, traction and you have uh, such achievement in technology etc etc sometimes it's not interesting just not interesting nothing happens uh for the past year that we can uh bring to the public or uh, something that we can bring to the public uh will be covered by intellectual property and uh, needs as a as a subject for our patents so we need to decide first what we can discover and what uh is an invention that we cannot unveil until uh we go to until the product is ready otherwise uh we, we will not be able to, to protect it and that's the uh, value of, of the technology so that's basically uh uh something some some limitation that we have for, for social media but of course i'm trying to uh to to, to tell about uh certain steps uh, uh, of the achievement and uh, make some videos uh how it is going etc etc
0: no, you're right. 100% right. That's often overlooked by a lot of people is that some of the stuff that you're working on, you simply can't talk about. I know I've seen a lot of like if we were borrow, they say sometimes to solve a problem, you borrow for another industry. Sometimes a solution you're looking for already exists somewhere else. Right. And I don't know if this is applicable, but I think it's a curious case. I I, I talk to a lot of like iOS developers online and a lot of them like to build in public and what that means for them is uh, let's say they're using Swift UI, which is the language for iOS development on iPhones. They'll say, oh, I'm trying to figure out the problem on the viewfinder. And then they build a community of other iOS developers that are super supportive and super interested, sometimes even offer solutions, right? And that's one way of creating that thing. So the thing is though, iOS development may or may not need a patent. Whereas what you're developing, right, is on a far larger scale involving robotics and so many other technologies all to create this cohesive, incredibly cutting-edge product. And that is a huge challenge for communications. And I'm glad that you brought that up because someone else who might be considering creating a startup on the level that you are and bootstrapping it and wishing they had the fortune of having a powerful team, uh, a solid, strong, educated, and yet motivated team like yours, at some point, they're going to come to that conclusion of we need to focus on marketing And maybe in the future, as you begin to figure that out as well for the communications there, you'll lead the way for others to also follow what communications looks like there. And I'm going to be interested in following you on your social media to see how it is you decide to solve that problem. In fact, even Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, one of the more famous social media influencers would say, sometimes the very problem you're trying to solve like that, how how do we communicate this on social media is interesting social media content, right? Because it's like, I'm trying to figure it out there, things. I can't talk about, but what I can tell you today is this, right? And that itself is compelling because it's a view inside behind the curtain and that's all somebody needs. That's what this conversation is. You know? So for me, you have my vote. I'm going to be following you to check that out. Uh, With that said, I want to, I want to roll out the red carpet for you. And do you have anything interesting that you want the listeners to know about what you're currently doing? Or is there somewhere in particular you want them to follow you?
1: Uh, Yeah, everybody is welcome to follow me on LinkedIn. Thank you, Philip, for invitation and for uh, bringing words on it. Uh, uh, You're most welcome. Uh, uh, One funny thing happened to me. So I uh, visited uh, a special uh, event for aesthetic uh, uh, and aesthetic branch because one of our uh, uh, ICPs is uh, Med Spa and uh, uh i was presenting the project uh to at some booth uh, and telling whether what do you think about it so um here is a technology maybe you can work together and somebody told me oh i know that guy and i said ah it, it is me I, i'm following him on linkedin and i said yeah hello it is me so nice to meet you <laughs> and i was like <laughs> so the industry already knows uh, what we are doing and and uh, it's a quite narrow professional world and uh, quite useful to have a right uh, right person on the right uh, time uh, uh, to whom you can talk and uh, communicate and ask some specific. So uh, some people are magicians and for them, their job is just common. And uh, every year uh, when you have a uh, birthday of the company, I'm telling that that some some persons are uh, among us are like magicians or have their own uh, magic power of I don't know creation something that I cannot just tell how they're doing. It. So it's uh, but 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 for those people it's quite easy. Uh, it's it's a common job to do. So uh, they are professionals in that and um, maybe there is something where i'm professional at uh, rather than uh, uh, creating such such atmosphere and bringing the company uh straightforward uh to 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 other steps etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: yeah no there's but, definitely but like some those magic. people <laughs> there's some magic yeah. to the way you're talking about your team and i think even that in itself maybe a marketing slant. I can't help it. I'm a digital marketer by trade. So a lot of the things that you're saying, I can see the potential of maybe even highlighting, you know, one team member of the week doing their magic again. You know, that's a whole thing. The magic of robotics with uh, team member X, team member Y, team member Z. You know, I can see that. And so before we close things out, I'd like to invite you to all the listeners who are listening. Here you are, someone on the cutting edge, As an entrepreneur, who serial entrepreneur, you've done this for a long time and you decided to bootstrap one of the most expensive and cost-prohibitive industries ever and you're fortunate enough to have a solid team. If you had the knowledge that you have right now, back when you first started this venture, what would you have done differently and how can the listener benefit from that?
1: Uh, Actually, there is one point uh, that... uh... I fail in my experience. I got my MBA too, uh, too late. So I, I think that could save me 10 more years, 10 plus years wow. or something. Uh, but I think that uh, MBA education, uh, someone can say that it's quite outdated, um, education for the moment. Uh, of course you need to study something to learn something actual, but, uh, uh, academic Uh, knowledge that uh, we get from structured education is very important uh, aspect for for those industry and for the business you're going to work in. Uh, Is it investment? Is it uh, uh, operational processes, sales? Is it marketing something you definitely require academic knowledge. So that's the main point. You just better don't miss and uh, uh some people uh can can avoid it of course and are successful without that uh but uh my point is uh, where science is you definitely need academic knowledge
0: i love it you're hundred percent right and if
1: you make uh, entrepreneurship a science and if you make an entrepreneur, an entrepreneurship in science, so uh, there is an education course for that.
0: Yes, I, I love that. I'm a big proponent of continuing education as an adult. Uh, some people think after a certain age, you don't need to learn anymore. But uh, I agree with you. If you want to be on the cutting edge, you need to understand not only the history of uh, the foundational knowledge of business, and maybe you can learn it outside, but for some people, you know, those are the exceptions to the rule. For other people, a little structure goes a long way. And then from there, building on that foundation with continuing education. Uh, it's just you give the you give the situation that you're in, the respect it deserves and the attention it deserves, the dedication it deserves. And I really appreciate the lessons. That you've imparted in this conversation, whether it's uh, valuing your team and understanding everyone's superpowers and including your own, and understanding that as a leader, the ambiance and the atmosphere that you create is the most essential to the success, especially when living on the cutting edge and bootstrapping, because that kind of leadership is going to be absolutely essential. Also, being a champion of education, that's super important because some people do laugh at it and some people say you don't need it. And you're right, there are exceptions to every rule. But at the end of the day, it's tried and true, and it does help. Otherwise, I wouldn't be around, right? And then the other thing is you've invited people to visit you on LinkedIn as you continue along this journey. For me, it is an absolute pleasure to have had the chance to talk to you. Uh, Again, what you've done, what you've accomplished, and being multilingual, and here you are jumping internationally on a podcast to communicate this, huge accomplishments. I can't wait to follow you and learn more about what you've done in your company with RoboSculptor. So with that said, Thank you so much for stopping by, Dennis. Uh,
1: Thank you, Philip. Let me uh, have one more invitation to our uh, demo office in Dubai. If you uh, live in Dubai and if you travel uh, to Dubai, please uh, come along. Uh, We'll deliver a treatment, body treatment for you.